All right. So do you face challenging work environment, especially due to your gender? Would you like to learn how to thrive in a challenging career? Then you can find some precious pearls in our guest, Katie Chinaka's success in entertainment industry. Welcome to Happy and Healthy Mind. My name is Dr. Rosina. Over the last 20 years, I have been serving as a medical doctor specializing in psychiatry, a best-selling author, and a transformative speaker. I believe our mind is the software that runs the hardware of both your brain and your body. Therefore, I share practical tips for your mental fitness so you can live your best life without burnout and unnecessary suffering. Please consult your healthcare professional for our treatment advice. If you find this content helpful, then join our mission of eradicating preventable suffering and suicides by liking, subscribing, and sharing so more people can live their best life with health and happiness. So today our guest is Katie Chanakis. Hi, Katie. Thank you for joining. Hi, Dr. Rosina. Thank you so much for having me. I love the work that you're doing in this space. I appreciate you honoring me and having me a part of your journey so we can walk on this mission together. This is really exciting. I'm, I'm happy to have an impactful conversation and add a lot of value to the person tuning in right now. Hi. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Katie is an international actor, author, environmental activist, and women empowerment coach. A modern day Renaissance woman indeed. <laughs> She's everything but imaginative. She's an artist who uses her art and profession to spread hope and love. She empowers others to improve their lives and reach their full potential. So let's hear from Katie. So Katie, can you share some of your story, how life was before and how life has been after since you have been implemented some of the tools that you're going to teach us today? 1000%, 1000%. Uh, thank you. So my I come from a big Greek family and they came over from Greece and my Yaya who just turned 92, my best friend who I'm named after, you know, she would ride a donkey to go to work to pick blueberries when she was a kid, mm. she went 10 miles on a donkey each way. So hmm. she lived in a village on, a, on an island in Hios, um, in the South Village called Cardamula. And she came over to America to provide a better life and opportunity for her future family. And so I come from very humble beginnings where, you know, my mom and dad met. They were kids. They were teenager having kids. And they did the typical standard you know, American dream when Yaya came over and then my mom and dad worked nine to four, nine to five, nine to seven, and, you know, provided us lunch and we were in school and they um, provided dinner every single night. And, but we were raised very independent because they were at work, we were at school. I was involved in cross country, which was amazing that my dad was a cross country runner because it turned me onto cross country running, which gave me short-term, medium-term and long-term goals that, then I applied as a youngster to become this oak tree where I went into my adult life or my, you know, young, ambitious life to go out for my career. It gave me the principle and the outline of the work environment, right? The school of life to have these short term, medium term, long term goals on a personal level and a professional level. And so, um, you know, growing up with these humble beginnings and, you know, some privileges being in America and some privileges that, you know, we nat naturally have, I think when we're born into the world just being here alone is the number one gift. And then everything else is up to us, no matter what our circumstances are, you know, it's the choices why we hear, which projects 
the trajectory of where we're going to go and how we're going to shape shift our lives, right? Right, and, correct. And so kind of life offers so many places of like crossroads when your choices determines your next trajectory. Yeah, and so sometimes it's like really difficult to look at it as a gift and a gem. But really it is at the end of the day, it's everything is a gift, you know, whether we see it that way or not, it's our perception of how we're going to view it and then get ourselves out of a stuck situation. I had these big dreams, fantasies, desires, goals. I read a lot of, you know, Socrates and, you know, I'm a poet. So I love literature and language and wordplay and traveling. And I was just a seeker to see the whole world. And so, you know, I grew up with like, Greek mythology. So like this fantastical world of imagination. I loved Mark Twain. So being super ambitious, you know, as a youngster growing up, I wanted to, I chose earlier on in life that I was going to have a career and I didn't, I chose not to have children at a very young age. And so I, I found out through the process, all these things I got involved with acting, modeling, DJing, uh, fashion, all these things traveling. Um, these were my babies. Um, I was birthing all of these creative ventures and those were my babies. And I would, you know, nurture them and nurture them 1000%. But doing it all by myself seemed so hard. And I wanted to raise capital and have funds. And I had this imagination of someone seeing the goodness in my heart for all the good that I want to do that you're doing that, you know, I'm talking about that spark of energy and that that waterfall of, you know, money that's endless that could, you know, provide opportunities to help humanity, to help the planet, to do amazing things. So it was always like a frustration and a struggle, but it was also really an interpersonal game and challenge and very exciting for me to network and go out there into the world. Like as a business person at a very young age, I had this like gold armor that I put up, you know, to, <laughs> to fight off the bad people, to fight off, to stay within my morale ramp, my realms of ethics, morals, and values, not to sell my soul, not to do something I don't want to do out of desperation. Cause I've seen in my career, a lot of people having dreams and goals and a lot of people, not only in my industry, but in the world, preying on people because they see their weakness or they can prey on them to see like they could be a vulture to take advantage. And I found along the way that when you meet people, and if you're uncomfortable, the good people aren't going to have you bend your boundaries and make you do something that you don't want to do. Those people, I it's a red flag. I get away from those people. Those aren't good people. People who are compassionate and kind and, you know, sentimental and empathic in that way, they're not going to force you to sell your dream and to do something you don't want to do that are that's going to be a boundary to make us feel like our self-esteem and our self-worth is diminished. If anything, they're going to listen, hold space, and then we're going to, hey, we'll just find another way to do it. So we yeah. want to just keep on trucking and find people, you know, who will align to our morals and our values and our goals. And sometimes it takes work to find those gems. But when we do, when we just find one, like your Facebook group and your community and you, when you find one, then we can say, oh, meet my friend, meet my friend. Oh, this is where I go. And then you get into a community to be social and not to have isolation, to break ourselves. So we're having these things build from within and not sharing it with people. And when, we, when we're sharing and caring, we're dissipating this illusion and power and the stuckness from within. So it's really important to, you know, listen to podcasts and talk and have community. 
So what happened in your life, like, you know, as you were trying to get into the entertainment industry, which is pretty like male dominated. And as you were trying to enter, what kind of biases, what kind of obstacles you faced and how did you overcome them? It's a really good question. It could go in a, a lot of different directions. But when I got to Hollywood, it was like a big fish in a, in a, in a, in a big ocean. Because in Michigan, I was a small fish in a big pond. And then I became a big fish in a small pond. So then I'm this big fish with my, you know, outline and platform that I created, but then I go to Hollywood, um, you know, in the challenges of getting representation. But once you have a solid team in the entertainment industry, they're dealing through the channels of casting directors, producers, directors, getting you onto network shows, which is, which is its own thing. However, your agent and manager get 10% of the booking. So you're doing 90% of the work which means there's a whole nother pool of networking and independent films and getting work independently through coffees and networking and meeting people based on your background and who you are and your ambitions of what you're doing. And me, I had a lot of ambition. So I wasn't just an actor getting on a TV show. I wanted to produce and have people invest in my clothing line and my music and everything I was doing. I wanted an angel investor to invest with what I was doing. And that has its own challenges. And I found a lot of times when I was young, having this old stigma thinking I'm like in a man's world, or that's what people tell you you're in a man's world. And so I had this gold armor up, I would, I would look to men as a kid, I would look to men to support me through my life and my journey. And I was wanting them to be the ones to quote unquote, come save me to come invest. So my dreams and realities could come true that I always got the short end of the stick. It never worked out that way. They one just wanted to sleep with me or, you know, people call me Katie, the connector, because I'm a, my human design is a projector. 23% of the population are projectors. You can go to mybodygraph.com and check it out. It's super cool. And I'm a projector. So I'm, I see things in a big vision. And I wanted someone to be a part of that big vision. And you have to articulate and communicate that with a certain specific individual. And it's really rare to make that connection. And it's a lot of times we're going like this, you know, for anyone tuning into the, the visual, it's just, it's like, it's just, you keep crossing instead of like aligning and hitting the match. It just, you know, and it's like, you're just, you just go out there with your positive mental attitude and you go out with your, with knowing who you are and your vision and your mission and you keep running and running, you know, to find people who will understand what you want. But a lot of times they'd be like, oh, they would see who I am. And it's like, they'd be like, oh, here's Katie. How sweet. Thank you. Introduce me to that person. Introduce me to this person. And I've introduced people. I've introduced someone to this one person. And within the first four years of the business, they broke $1 billion at Saks Fifth Avenue in Los Angeles, because I made that introduction. They didn't give me 5%. They didn't, you know, say thank you. And me being who I was, I didn't even do like a one sheet of a consulting deal. I took myself seriously, but I didn't have that, you know, piece of paper to say, hey, like I made this introduction, like just 5%. I mean, 5% off of that could have really set me for life, right? right. So yeah, but some of those people are just, they think, oh, like, oh, thank you so much for the connection. And they like want to suck you dry of this beautiful garden and plants or seeds that you sowed and that you're, you have this beautiful garden and people just come stump on it and just walk all over. So then 
I had to learn to be very careful, even though I'm a nice person and I'm lighthearted and I want abundance for everyone. I had to be very particular of who I invited into my garden to, you know, to look at these beautiful flowers and, you know, plants that I've grown through the years. And then, so there's that one kind of person who will just be like, oh, like, thank you so much. Then the other kind of person who they just, they'll listen to what you're saying and it's one year and out the other and they'll act like they're really interested, but they just want to like get with you. And it's like, it's one thing if you actually have an intimate conversation and you want to be with that person, but it's, it's also very different if your intention is like, Hey, I'm here for professional. I'm here for business. That makes it like, okay, well then meet them for lunch, meet them for coffee. Don't go out with them for dinner or if it's a business meeting, maybe not too late of a dinner, like, like go home after don't have that extra drink. Don't go to the after party. Don't go to the club. Don't, you know, like have a boundary within yourself and set parameters. And also a lot of times I feel in the workplace, you know, because of our, our sentiments and our qualities, and this is for all genders, you know, for empaths or HSP, highly sensitive persons, 16% of the population are HSPs. I am one. I didn't know that language then, but I know it now. And so to have that confidence in that voice to say, Hey, I just want to be too upfront here, but if you like, if you sense something and then you sense it, and then the third or fourth time, if you're sensing something, you know, I just want to communicate because I'm sensing something. I just want to let you know, I like you as a person. I want to get to know you on a professional level. I just, I want to make that very clear. And I think when you just call the elephant out in the room and we have that courage to have that power to say that no matter what gender we are it really eliminates a lot of the upset that I've seen that has happened because I always thought it was like the man's job to know, but they're human beings. Like we don't know unless we tell people we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day, like a lot of stuff's going on. So the more clear we are upfront, I think we save ourselves a lot of time and energy and upset because we go on these emotional roller coasters being human beings. And I think you know, we get in our own way from the ideas of the expectations and illusions, what we want from this person that's projected, which is outside of us. So if we're upfront from the beginning, then we're going to be taken more serious in the beginning. And if it is someone who's just one ear, not the other, and they listen to you just by observation, you can see people's actions of how they're treating you or how you're, you're feeling, not only how they're treating you, but how we feel of how we're treating of how we're being treated and how we're treating them. So hopefully that, you know, brings a lot to the table. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So what I heard in the story was that you were clear of your objectives, what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And you had like, you know, these short term, medium term and long term goals mm-hmm. that allowed you to continue on your career path. And when the obstacles came or when people tried to go in the direction that was not within your moral or personal boundaries, you were able to bring it out and be upfront so that you can prevent associating with people just to get your goals met, develop that sense of choosing whom you associate with or whom you do business with. Yeah, 1000%. In addition, um, one of my favorite words is hack, hack, H-A-C-K, hack. So I wasn't always mindful and aware. And I looked at the trajectory of reflection of the past and saw if I was honoring self and was more courageous to speak my intention up front sooner, I would have caused myself, I would have saved myself a lot of distress and upset 
based on projecting to have other people fulfill my own expectations. That's, that's one thing. And then another thing is I always thought I was going to have these angel investors support my vision and my career, but it's my life journey and it's my path to get there. And although I wanted someone to invest and come along my way, I also realized I wasn't, I was investing in myself where I would show up and do the work but I wasn't actually financially investing in myself. And when I started actually financially investing in myself, the thing I wanted other people to do, I wasn't doing it for myself in the way that I wanted. And when I started doing that in small increments, everything started building from within the core and becoming so solid that every all my passions and pleasures and things that I wanted to happen, got on their own train tracks and took a life of their own. And now they're out there healthy with their own branches in the world and I'm able to nurture them, but I don't have control over it because they have a life of their own. But that's because during the pandemic, when we had a lot of reflection and time to sit out, I had you know the emotional support and I started investing in myself financially in the way that I wasn't that I was scared to do baby steps. And I did that. And it's been so empowering. Yeah. In terms of when people are saying that people are mistreating me, but sometimes they don't realize that the internal dialogue that you are doing, how how much mistreatment you are giving to yourself. So yeah. if if you want people to treat you with respect, you need to respect yourself. You need to watch out and not call yourself stupid and dumb and stuff like that. When you see yourself putting yourself down, change your mental dialogue to saying the positive things about yourself. And then you can see the other people would uh, also reflect that positive image of you. Yeah. And so. that's what I tell my coaching clients 1000% as a, as a poet, as loving words and language. I, when I hear someone say, Oh, I'm so stupid or that's so dumb of me. I'm like, I'm like, that's so power. That's it. That's self-infliction that you can tell a lot about someone's character when they're saying that about themselves, you know, right. it's they're even if they're unconscious of it, it's, it's so brutally mean to, to, to say those things. So I, I definitely, we cannot speak that way to, about anyone or ourselves, you know, I mean, yeah. that takes a lot of internal work and self-love and care. And that's where it really needs to start when those things are happening. Yeah. In my book, I use a concept called seven habits of happy and effective people. <laughs> and, and, uh, it's, um, it's an acronym compass. So, and, and they're like, you know, each, each uh, happy habit is with the, each alphabet of the acronym. So C is for compassion. Mm. And uh, the big thing is that a lot of time we become compassionate for others and forget about that compassion means self and others. Mm. And compassion starts from self. And we have to have this balance of compassion for self and others. Exactly. So, I love it. I love it. 1000%. I love I love the C's. Compassion is really important. When we are having fun, time flies coming towards the um, end. So I want to make sure that we give people information about what you do. If people want to reach you, how they can reach you? Yes, uh, chidakas.com is my website. I offer uh, life coaching, industry coaching. I definitely do it on a sliding scale for artists and humans out there. So I really honor and respect everyone's individual journey and where they're at. And I want to meet people where they're at and give them a helping hand and hold their hand because 
yes, you know, knowing as a youngster and having the pride, um, I can do it alone. Yes, yes, we can do it alone, but we don't have to do it alone. And it's more fun to go on the journey of life doing it together. So I'm here to support whoever's tuning in on their journey and they can contact me on the chinox.com, um, a lover's fairy tale.com. I have a gift where you can um, put in your email and I have an automation set up where I'm gifting you uh, a playlist, a lover's fairy tale of spoken word music videos that I created out of compassion and love and seeing the world untainted through poetry. I, I produced these so spoken word music videos over the last 10 years. So I have that as a gift for you. Uh, so tune into that and I hope it inspires you. Um, yeah. So those are some of the ways, you know, you can get in touch with me and then I'm on social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, you know, under Chinakis, Katie Chinakis and LinkedIn. I'm there as well. Wonderful. Do you have a take home message for our audience today? Yeah. The take home message would be to invest in yourself and it doesn't always have to be financial. It can be just the energy. If you're talking to someone and after you, you, you feel depleted, like when you're talking to someone, like check in with your body, the, the intelligence, the intelligence of your body. And I'm like, do I feel depleted? I'm talking to them for an hour. Next time, talk to them for 45 minutes. Next time, talk to them for 30 minutes. Start taking your time and the energy to start in, you know, putting that towards self more. And the last thing I guess I would say is everyone, I tell this to my coaching clients and to myself, everyone's 1000 is or everyone's 100 is different. So it's like brakes and um and rotors on a car you have to change the brake pads or else they rust and they there's that on that there's that horrible noise where you get burnt out and where it starts rubbing and it makes that metal noise so when for for self whatever you're doing no matter what it is when you when if you're like i'm gonna go 100 i'm gonna give it my 100 you know check in at 80 percent. your new 100 is your new 80 and when you get to 80 be like, check in with yourself at 80 and stop there or be like, check how much fuel is in the tank. I'm going to go a little more and then stop 5% after maybe at 85 if you have it in you and leave that extra 15 to 20% for the unknown, for meditation, for a bath, for silence, to talk with your mom or a friend or a partner or to cry like or to journal or write or whatever you want to do. Instead of going to 100% to show up for everyone else, go to let, let them think your 100 is your 80, 85. So you keep that self um, reflection in space and time to develop more compassion and, and more peace and sanctuary for yourself first. Yeah. Like you said, invest in yourself, read good books, <laughs> connect with, uh, listen to good podcasts, but put in your mind the positivity rather than the negativity that is being bombarded by the media all the time. Sometimes I tell my patients, patients to do a news fast because there's so much negativity coming mm. from the news mm. limit your news listing to 15 minutes mm. read something good so that you can uplift your mood and and be happier and not being uh bogged down by all the negativity that comes your way yeah three things i don't watch the news i don't own a tv i haven't had cable and you know maybe two decades. So um, I, I filter all those things out because where attention goes, energy flows. So cut all that out 1000%. 
The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. You can listen to it on audiobook on YouTube for free. Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude. I've read that multiple times since I was a kid. Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude with Napoleon Hill is amazing. You know, success is measured. It doesn't always have to be money. And lastly, I do have a podcast. She's all over the place. And um, I have a, I provide a lot of value and insight on there too. So definitely check out the first three seasons on She's All Over the Place podcast. Wonderful. Uh, I, I would recommend everybody to go check, uh, check her out. She has a lot of value to offer. And again, if all these gifts and all these uh, videos are stored on, on our webpage at happyandhealthymind.com, where you can sign up for all the past gifts that were shared in these programs. And if you are like me and forget about what time it is coming, you can get a reminder text by texting us a word joyful at the number 38470. And we'd be happy to send you the text reminder when these programs are released. Let's take last few minutes to to go through our special and there are like two three specials that were really connected with what we were talking about but let me just do the one of the simplest one first you know how when you are people say okay calm down calm down take a deep breath sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't so i i have developed a little reverse breathing technique would you like to learn of course yeah so when people when i'm trying to teach them do deep abdominal breathing sometimes they they start breathing <sighs> well, <laughs> that, that makes it even worse and they don't feel calm when when they're breathing like this so next time when you want to when you're feeling worked up try the reverse breathing so instead of inhaling try to exhale as you exhale you'll see that your tummy would get sucked in and there would be space in the in in your lungs that would be created by by exhaling first and then breathe in now you can kind of have the full breath full of oxygen and fresh air and hold it for a few seconds so that gives time for the carbon dioxide from your from the blood to be exchanged with the oxygen from the fresh air and then breathe out and as you're breathing out see your stomach sucked, sucked in again and breathe in again one other thing that you can do is kind of move your arms open your arms so when you're breathing open your arms and then hold it breathe out and if you do three of those breathing you'll see that your body would start kind of feeling loose and the tension in the shoulder would go down so anytime you are feeling stressed or overwhelmed try to do this reverse breathing technique breathe out first suck the stomach in hold it breathe in hold it breathe out and do three of those deep breathing and you'll see the difference do you feel any difference? Oh, I from the very first breath I took in all down my spine, the carbon dioxide, the, the gas was just, it just crack, crack, crack down my spine immediately. <laughs> when I when I love holding in the breath and then just holding it for a few seconds and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so very all nice. your muscles are kind of relaxing. But yeah. like, you know, when you're doing that uh, inside your lungs, um, this exchange is happening carbon dioxide is getting out from your uh, blood and then oxygen is getting in your blood uh, mm -hmm. through your lungs. Um, so try it and relax and 
life is presenting a lot of challenges and it would continue to to present the challenge and every day is an opportunity every day you have a choice to either feel frustrated and get upset and lose all your energy and resources on feeling frustrated about where you are or uh, accepting where you are and identifying what you can do to go where you want to go and so it is your choice like they say when you are when you are given lemons make lemonade oh, so <laughs> i love that saying i love that saying make lemonades and also yeah. it's like um you know when you say day it's 1000% day but even to break it up we have 24 hours in a day so each hour we're going to have different impulses and emotions ocean waves coming and going so we have multiple times per day per hour if we check in with ourselves per hour to hack in within self we can show up to the yoga mat show up to life show up to make a new choice for ourselves first i love every this. moment yes. every breath breath mm-hmm. is the gift is mm-hmm. an opportunity to make a difference for yourself and others so i leave you with the question what do you choose today on that note stay safe and happy and healthy until next time thank you for having me